Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. What do you guys think of my new backdrop back here? <laughs> That's pretty cool, isn't it? JC is a little under the weather today, so he won't be joining us, but before he took his evening off. He set us up right this time. Look at these books back there making me feel really smart. <laughs> well, welcome everybody for coming and we're happy to see everybody in the chat room. Uh, man, look at everybody in there. Please don't forget to hit that like button. Don't forget if you're on, on YouTube here, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, ring that bell. Make sure you get all our notifications. And yeah, they kind of look like law books, but I don't think they're actually law books. They're just old books. But um, we uh, uh, are happy, very, very, very happy to be here today. We don't want you to miss any of our notices. We took off yesterday uh, for Memorial Day, took a much needed break, been working really, really hard. You know that I've been uh, working here at, uh, let, me, let me put this up here really first, at... Uh, Liberty First Legal. I have been working really hard at Liberty First Legal, helping people all over the country with these crazy, crazy COVID vaccination mandates. Yes, there are businesses and companies everywhere trying to mandate these vaccinations, and it's just a violation of federal law. Uh, you know, at the top there, a violation of moral code to force people to inject foreign objects into their body in order to keep their job. I mean, seriously, how can you say that out loud? I get my my glasses off. Um, how, do you, how do you even say that out loud? I'm going to mandate that my, my employees inject something into their body in order to keep their jobs. I'm just like, I don't even know. I don't even know even how to answer a question like that. It is absolutely, totally, completely ridiculous. So it's libertyfirst.legal if you want to have your questions asked. But if you missed the Instagrams yesterday, then I want to share those with you as well. Because remember, on social media, we are a teach show as well. And so on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and several other places, we posted some truth in history for uh, Memorial Day. This one, America's first martyr for liberty, first adult martyr for liberty, as JC would more accurately correct me. Here we have uh, truth in history that free black men fought for constitutional America. This is Peter Salem. And then James Fortin, who I always have to throw in there because I love him. I think he's a really, really great guy and because he was only 14 years old. And guess what? He stood in the streets of Philadelphia and heard the Declaration of Independence read for the very first time. Can you imagine? So his grandparents were slaves, but his parents were free. He was also born free. Uh, guess what? 1776, he was 14 years old. So that means that was prior to Abraham Lincoln, prior to the Emancipation Proclamation, and so on and so forth. And so he was a free man. And I just, what would that mean to a free black man who was actually living in the midst of slavery, watching people overcome slavery, watching a nation stand to say, we will, we will declare our independence from Great Britain so that we can end slavery in America. I just, it just gives me goosebumps to even think about that. I don't even know how to even think about that. This is James Armistead Lafayette, who uh, was a spy for George Washington's regiment. He actually was a spy against Benedict Arnold 
and Lord Cornwallis and was instrumental in their defeat at the Battle of Yorktown. So without this free black man, James Armistead Lafayette, even George Washington would have told you that our independence might have been, uh, I don't want to say impossible because there were, you know, other things happening, but uh, incredibly more improbable. How's that? Not impossible, but difficult, more difficult. So here we have the women who were warriors and politicians for a constitutional America. This is Hannah Winthrop, and she wrote a letter to Mercy Otis Warren on January 1st, 1774. And be it known unto Britain that even American daughters are politicians and patriots will need their good works with their female efforts. Tell that to your gender studies professor. Stick that in your Ruth Bader Ginsburg memorial collection and smoke it. Women were defenders and uh, were fearsome defenders of liberty. An officer told Lord Cornwallis that he believed that if they had destroyed all the men in North America, they would have they would have enough to do to conquer the women because we were and still are amazing. And that's what you missed if you did not come to my social media on Memorial Day. Here's another one you would have missed. Kamala Harris visits Tomb of Unknown Soldier to tell him to enjoy the long weekend. How many of you know what that's all about, right? So Kamala Harris tweets out for everybody to enjoy their long weekend with no mention of the fact that it was uh, in remembrance of Memorial Day. These people are simply just speechless. Why am I speechless? Because I don't want to use the words that come to mind. I don't want to see, say out loud, how it makes me feel in here because the words are just, I don't like speaking that kind of words, at least not over the airwaves. How's that? Guess what else is coming up? We've got some big things coming up in the near future. Tomorrow, tomorrow I will be on Victory News at 5 p.m. Faith, Facts, Freedom. You can uh, find us at Victory Channel on YouTube. We are also on several cable news locations. And that will be at 5 p.m. tomorrow, June 2nd, 2021. And it's a news program where I am a, what do they call me? Uh, contributor. <laughs> I almost didn't come up with that word. A news contributor. And they give me little, they do stories and they feel it, to, they feed them to me and say, hey, Chrisanne, give us the constitutional principle perspective about this. And we go out to millions of people. How exciting is that? Very, very exciting. Finally, our up, our last update for today is going to be Liberty Tour June 2021. This Saturday, are you catching that? This Saturday, June 5th, we will be in Dunedin, Florida. This Dunedin, Florida event will be a four-hour workshop we call Educate, Organize, Activate, where JC and I tag team and teach not just simply the problems, but the solutions, not just solutions but practical solutions. I mean, real life things you can start doing tomorrow. Love it. Love it. This is the push away from your keyboard class. This is stop being a social media warrior and get to the streets and be part of the solution. Because if all you're doing is typing, if all you're doing is posting, you're not part of the solution. We'll be in Hollis, New Hampshire on June 9th. 
Then we will be in Glout, ah, Gloucester. <laughs> Caught myself. I know I got some some people there from Mass that are about to go, and I caught myself. Gloucester, going to be in Gloucester on June 10th, and then June 18th, 19th, and 20th, we will be in Washington State. You can find out the details here at chrisannhall.com. Just click on the calendar, and you'll find a map and whatever. Hey, guys, do me a favor. You know people. You have social media things. If you can't attend these events, please share them. Please share them with everybody you know. You can even, you know, I mean, if you're in Dunedin, if you're in Hollis, if you're in Gloucester, if you're in Washington State, when you go see where we're going to be on the 18th and 19th and 20th, then you can you can print out little flyers, hand them out. We need to do everything that we can to get things all set up. Granny, are you are you near Hollis? Are you going to be there? That would be so cool. That would be so cool. Go to chrisannhall.com, Granny Gear. Go to chrisannhall.com and follow the directions there on chrisannhall.com for the Hollis New Hampshire event. It's going to be amazing. Tell everybody out there. <laughs> yes, Chris B., if you're going to come to Dunedin for the workshop, you're going to have to get on the bridge. It's something crazy. There, we, So Pinellas County, Florida, is, is you have to, it's surrounded by water pretty much. So you have to get on a bridge to get to the rest of the state of Florida. And the people who live in Pinellas County, Florida, it's like they don't ever want to get on the bridge. They're just like happy to stay where they are. I mean, if I was living on an island, I'd probably be happy to stay where I am too. But yes, Crispy, if you want to come to the Dunedin event and you know it's going to be worth it, then you're going to have to get on the bridge. Unless you got a helicopter or something, fly on over. Gloucester, thank you. I'm getting it. I knew it was Gloucester, but not Gloucester. Got it. <laughs> See, I told you there were going to be some people out there to fix it for me. I'm, I'm working on it. I finally got Worcester, but I guess Gloucester is, is, is very similar to that. So that's what we're doing. Um, thank you for joining us and sharing all of this. But you need to know what's happening in America today. I wanted to share this with you because you know there is a huge problem, right? You want to know what Marxism looked like. Maybe you should open your eyes. So you guys know, many of you do, but for the first time, listeners, those who haven't been listening for very long, we, meaning JC and I, were Russian linguists in the military. And in order to successfully complete the Russian linguistic program in the military, we also had to, I mean, we had to not only become fluent in reading, writing, speaking, communicating, we had to be culturally and historically proficient. I mean, there may have been a time where we may have had to go in and actually, you know, Un, you know, unmistakably be Russian. And so if that were to ever happen, then we had to actually know what Russians know about who they are, where they came from culturally and historically and ideologically and all those other things, right? So if that were to ever happen. The first thing that the Marxists did the communists, the socialists did to take over Russia was to seize the land, to take control of the farms. And they did so first and foremost, obviously, uh, the way everything happens is through money. And so what would happen is you have the farm subsidies, you have the government giving out money to farmers. Then next thing you know, the farmers are depending on the money in order to, to grow their crops. And then the next thing you know, the government is telling them what they can and cannot grow. If you're going to, you know, 
farmer, you know, Vlad, you can grow this and, and farmer Dimitri, you can grow this and farmer, uh, Ivan, you can't grow anything at all. Right. So you have the government saying you, this, you, not at all, you, this, and the government starts not only controlling the land, but controlling what's grown, what the people have access to. And, and what's interesting, I'm going to share something with you uh, in a few minutes, but I got this com, I keep getting these comments from these people who are just totally brainwashed over all of this pandemic stuff, totally brainwashed over government shutdowns and regulations to keep us safe. And you hear this over and over again. This is not a new phrase, but it's becoming more prevalent, right? We're doing this for the greater good, the greater good. And so here you have an argument being completely adopted, completely, completely controlling people's minds that the greater good is why we have to close our churches, why we have to close our, our industries, why you have to have a, a vaccine passport, why you even have to have a vaccination is for the quote unquote greater good, right? Well, that's what they told the Russians back when the communists were taken, the socialists were taken over Russia for the greater good. We're going to make sure that there are farms are growing what the majority of the people need. And because we're the government, nobody knows better than we do about what the people need. And so we don't need you to grow this, Vlad. You need to grow this. Ivan, uh, we don't need you to grow anything right now because too much is being grown. So you will pay you not to grow anything at all. Dimitri, you're, you're over here. So this is what the people need. And you're going to grow this. And then not only do you obviously control what's grown, you grow control what's produced. You control what hits the stores. You control what people have access to. Then you put guards in front of the stores and you only allow a select people to enter into the stores, which inevitably over time will be whittled down to the elite. Only the elite has access to commerce. Everybody else has to stand in line. This is how it happened in Russia. This is how it works. And I'm tired of hearing this whole greater good thing. But let me show you this. The USDA invests $92.2 million in grants for local regional food producers affected by the pandemic. You see, it's the Hegelian dialectic. You create the crisis, then you create the solution. They created the crisis. They shut down. Let me just be very clear. They shut down these businesses, right? This, these, these. What am I doing? There. Ha! They shut down these businesses. There was no reason to shut down these businesses because remember, Walmart, Costco, the big box guys, the ones with the lobbying money, the ones with the money being funded to the Supreme Court, the ones that are being money with money being funded to the, the legislators at your state and local level as well, mind you very much. They got to stay open. So there was no reason to shut these people down. None whatsoever. So they created a problem by shutting down these businesses. Then they created a crisis by shutting down these businesses. And now they're going to come in and quote unquote bail out all these people that are now 
all these businesses that are now barely marginally, if not at all, surviving because of the crisis the federal government and those in government created. And when they send the money all over to these places, what they're doing is actually buying up these businesses. That's exactly what they're doing. They are buying up these businesses. Remember, who pays the piper dictates the tune. So if the government is paying your food producers, they're literally bailing them out of a crisis, which means these food producers will not only owe the government for the money that they've been given, it's nothing's for free. Read the fine print. This money is not going to you at no cost. There's no such thing as forgiveness. There are always strings and ties and tentacles that will never, ever let go. So, I mean, seriously, if you have a startup corporation, I don't know if you guys have watched the, what is that show? Tell me, tell me what that show is. Uh, Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Shark Tank. You watch the show Shark Tank. These people go to these business investors at Shark Tank and they pitch their business plan. And the number one question that these business investors always ask is not what is the greater good for society in this? Nope. That's not what they ask. They ask, what's in it for me? Because when money goes in, then the whoever is putting the money in expects to have something in return. Government's no different, guys. None whatsoever. Why would you create a crisis that shuts down businesses, then create a system where they can't survive unless you give them money? This is all being done by the force and hand of government. So guess what? They're just like Shark Tank, guys. Just like Shark Tank. They want something in return. What do they want in return? Control. They're going to own your businesses. That's exactly what they're doing. They are purchasing your businesses because the bottom line comes, you owe them unless you pay them off completely. Nothing's going to be yours anymore. If you can't survive without them, then you will do history. That's what history tells us. I'm not making any predictions here that aren't proven through history. History tells us that these businesses who have taken this money, these regional food producers who are taking this money. Oh, I just had a thought. Who are taking this money will do whatever it takes to keep it. To do whatever it takes to keep the money coming so that they can keep their businesses going. There will be two options. Eventually, ah, well, three options. Eventually down the road, three options. With 92.2 million in grants, it's not free money, people. Not free money. 
with $92.2 million in grants. There will be three options for these people. For go, I keep adding, ready, four, four. Forgo the money and survive on your own. Pay back the government what you owe them. Or go bankrupt. Or do whatever it wants they want you to do. So, survive on your own. Pay them back. Go bankrupt. Or, here's the last one. And this is exactly what's happening to our farmers right now. Farmers who are so far in debt because the government is telling them what they can and cannot grow. Sell your company to a big corporation. Sell your company to Bill Gates. So either survive independently, kowtow to government and whatever they say, Go bankrupt and not have your business at all or sell your business to a big box corp and take what you can get. But either way, you're either independent or everything is consolidated into the big corporate boxes. Because having government control you and big corporate boxes are just, they're the same thing. There is absolutely no difference whatsoever. They are exactly the same. And that's what this free money will do, people. That's exactly what these this free money will do. I want to share, where is this? Speaking of consolidations of industry, this came across my feed. And I hate that I have to like give some kind of legal disclaimer, some morality disclaimer, but let me just say something to you right up front. I'll pull the picture off so people won't be like freaking out, distracted. This is not about whether you morally agree with the legalization of marijuana or not. That's not what this is about. This is about number one, the constitution of the, of the state of Florida which will be the constitution of every other state, by the way. This is about private property, personal autonomy, and free market business. Let me just repeat this. It is not about whether you are morally opposed to or morally in favor of the legalization of marijuana. This is about private property, state constitution, personal autonomy, and free market systems. So I just hope I've made that very, very clear for you out there, right? So the the people of the state of Florida, and I believe It was 2016, but don't quote me on that. And if I'm wrong, it's immaterial. It was sometime before 2017. And even if it was, that's immaterial as well. But the people of the state of Florida created a constitutional amendment. Now, this is the important part. The people of the state of Florida created a constitutional amendment that said that medical marijuana will be legalized in the state of Florida. Legalized medical marijuana by constitution. Oh, look, approved by voters in a previous year. So it was 2016. I was right. Yay. So anyway, so in 2017, after the people made a constitutional amendment to legalize marijuana, the Florida legislators 
who didn't like the constitutional amendment. Uh, why? Because it gave way too many people the opportunity to engage in the free market uh, distribution of medical marijuana. That's the bottom line. I mean, this law allowed for, let me, let me find this in here. Uh, over a hundred thousand licenses, 100,000 licenses for businesses to sell medical marijuana. Now, what started happening was little pop-ups started requesting the licenses. Mom and pops requested the licenses, which is exactly why the Florida legislators didn't want this because they wanted to be able to corner the market for medical marijuana into the hands of the big pharma that feeds them. So we don't want mom and pop engaging in a free market system. We don't want competitive, uh, com a commercial com competition in the sale of medical marijuana. We want the big pharma to have a corner on this market so they get all the profits and they can dictate what those profits may be because they have no competition. Well, they couldn't do anything about the constitutional amendment. It was passed in 2016. So in response, the Florida legislators created a regulatory system to give out the licenses law regulating marijuana that required companies seeking licenses had to operate in every aspect of the commerce of medical marijuana, which meant they had to do all of these things at the same time in order to get a license to simply sell or to get a license to simply cultivate or to get a license to simply process or transport, right? So by constitution, it reads that the people had the right to now cultivate, process, transport, or, can I just give you that three little magic, that two, that two letter magic word, or, or dispense medical marijuana with reasonable regulation. That's what it says. That an entity acquires the right to cultivate, possess, possess uh, process, or administer. Or, or. Well, the 2017 regulation created by the Florida legislature said that you couldn't, or, you couldn't cultivate, or process, or transport, or dispense. In order to get a license, you have to cultivate, process, transport, and dispense. Who can do that? Not mom and pop. Only big pharma has the money to own the farms, to own the processing plants, to own the transportation, and own the businesses to dispense them only. So this is clearly a violation of the Florida Constitution. Clearly a violation of, I mean, you can't change a word or to and. That is huge, huge in legal writing. So what's, I just, just let me, follow this little rabbit thought, just thought, you know, our, our courts have had a, a hard time with the words or and and for a very long time. Uh, as a matter of fact, our courts have already changed the word or into and. Oh, no, the word and into or. I got that wrong. The word and into or. So why would they change or into and? 
They seem to be very incompetent. Maybe we need to send our entire judicial system through the schoolhouse rock educational program. You know, conjunction, junction, what's your function? They seem to be completely clueless as to the difference between the words and and or. You see, the Fourth Amendment reads the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. No warrant shall issue, but based upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. That word and means all five of those things must be present at the same time in order to have a reasonable search and seizure. But over the last 10 decades, our court has turned that and into an or so that the government can come up with any kind of excuse they want to to search and seize your property and your rights without any due process based on some, you know, oh, imagine this emergency they've invented. Now, the Florida Supreme Court is changing the word or into and, so now you can't do just one of the things as the Florida Constitution uh, demands. You have to be able to do all of them simultaneously in order to get a license to do them. You know what angers me about this? That just absolutely shows me that the courts know what these words mean, but they are corrupt. They are bought out. They are owned by the same corporate entities that own our governments. Because who's the winner here? Once again, the big corporations. And so the legislature denies the people in the Constitution of the state of Florida creates regulations contrary to the very language of the constitution. And then the courts shock and awe support the legislature who wrote their law to consolidate all commercial authority into the hands of big pharma corporation so that mom and pop have absolutely no access whatsoever. Look, can I just mention to you, and I don't want to be like gratuitously whatever, if you are not a student at libertyfirstuniversity.com right now, you will not be feeling the depth of what I feel. If you are not a student at libertyfirstuniversity.com right now, you are not feeling what I'm feeling to the depth of what I'm feeling. And I'm afraid you're missing some of it. Go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and be a student and learn this. Help us. Yay, PNW95, student, student. See, you can feel that there's something wrong. You can know that there's something wrong. But if you don't know the depth of the problem, then you cannot have the completeness of the solution. I mean, I hate talking in absolutes like that, but it's the honest to God truth. I don't even know how to convey to you in the time that we have here. I don't even know how to convey to you the depth of what is wrong here. And here's the crazy thing. Knowing all of this makes it actually, the solutions actually simpler. There are simple. Notice I didn't say easy. There are simple solutions to these problems. 
but the solutions get exponentially more complicated without a proper education. And I don't want to, you know, I don't talk about stuff like this because I don't, I want you guys to talk about it. I want you to tell by your experiences the value of this, okay? The value of this. But I have to tell you, from a constitutionally professional perspective, there's no online course like this. Nowhere. No online course like this anywhere. Nobody that gives it to you the way the founders gives it to you. And nobody that gives it to you in simple bottom shelf terms. I'm not going to meta message you. Omega, yeah, I'm not going to meta message you. I'm not going to talk over you. I'm not going to speak to you like I'm some professor that you need to respect and just you know, flow into, you just need to accept, you, you need to accept what I have to say. Don't challenge me. Just move on. That's not how we teach. So I'm just saying the problems, the problems are created. They are designed because the American people have been deliberately dumbed out of the solutions. And that's what we need to fix. I mean, that's what we need to fix. And it's literally, if you are a senior, a veteran, or have a student in your class, in your house, it is less than 50 cents a day. It is less than 50 cents a day. I don't, I don't know, 50 cents a day. You could probably find 50 cents a day laying around outside somewhere. 50 cents a day. Just saying. Because let me show you something of what your children are being taught in the schools. Now, I want to tell you that... This is something that is sensitive. I'm giving this to you. Sensitive. Here's your warning. Sensitive. If you have students, young people in your possession right now, just send them for some cookies or something for a few minutes. Okay? Send them for a glass of milk for a few minutes because I don't want them seeing this. I mean, we already tell YouTube we don't make this for kids, but we know what we teach lots of parents bring in. And most of the time that's cool. But it's time for them to step out for just a second. Because if we don't start teaching our own children, I want you to see. This is, this is actually the story I'm about to tell you is not even a government school. This is a private school, an elite private school, which in a certain extent makes it even worse because people are paying this school a lot of money and then they're complaining about what the teachers are teaching. So they're paying the schools a lot, this school, a lot of money to teach their children. And instead of withdrawing their kids, they're complaining about it. So I think the only difference is they are teaching this in the government schools. You're not hearing about it because parents who send their kids to public schools, not you guys, in general, don't pay any attention. Don't pay any attention to what their kids are being taught. So I think I've given you plenty of time to get the kids out of the room. So let me share this with you. Dalton, 
Dalton, which is an elite school, an elite education, $55,000 a year, their first graders are being taught a sex education class that includes, you see it on the screen, for those of you who can't see, we'll just say self-gratification, because I'm not saying the word. I'm not saying it. Self-gratification. And the parents complained to the school administrator. But the school administrator said, oh, you just misinterpreted what our health and wellness educator, Justine Angfante, is teaching. Who, by the way, no coincidence, you know, just strange coincidence, the school says, led a controversy on explicit workshop on porn literature at a different elite prep school. So this woman goes from elite prep school to elite prep school to teach their children sexual activity explicitly. First graders, six-year-olds. And the parents are complaining. I mean, if you want to see this, I'll, I'll just go ahead. This is from the New York Post. I'll put the link in the chat room so you can read it if you want to know. I'm not putting everything on the air. Not doing that. Not putting everything on the air because it's just, it's offensive. It's disgusting. It's awful. But I want to know, can I just say it this way? What the hell is wrong with these parents? They are sending, they're paying $55,000 a year to train their children how to be prostitutes. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. This is just nuts to me. The school and the teacher reassured her parents that she doesn't use the M word describing self-data gratification class. And she teaches them not to self-gratify in public. Oh, yeah, okay, so that makes me feel better. Not. But there is an attack on our children, people. There is an attack. I want you to see this. They want our children to be owned by the government. They want our children to be perverted. They want our children to disregard life. Do you know why sexual promiscuity is taught in our government schools? Do you know why? There is a singular purpose, a singular purpose to attack the family unit. Because when you attack the family unit, then you can destroy the value of life. When you teach people the family doesn't mean anything and that you're nothing but an animal like on the Discovery Channel and you must just simply obey your impulses of sexual promiscuity outside of marriage, then you can inevitably be involved in the consequences of that act, which result inevitably in the creation of life. But then you have to teach them they're just animals and that thing that's growing in you, that baby, that human being that is growing in you is just like a fingernail that you trim off and you can just get rid of it. I mean, because you have to give in to your impulses. You have to be sexually active, but you don't have to 
keep life because there's no value in life. That's what this is about. It's about devaluing life altogether so that you will be freely willing to destroy life. You have no value in that life. Guess what else that teaches you? When you teach your children that you can, that the life that is growing in them, that they have no control over their lives to begin with, that they can just be whoever they want to be and be sexually active wherever they want. And then the life that they create really means nothing at all, that they can just discard it. Then you know what that does to a child? That teaches that child, number one, their life means nothing at all. Their life means nothing at all. It may be just an unfortunate accident that their parents got stuck with them. They also begin to believe that other people's lives have no value at all either. I want you to understand the big picture here. Like, like Thomas Sowell would say, move on to step two here. When you're teaching your children these things, you are teaching them step two, that life has no value. Do you know what that does to the human mind and the human spirit to be taught from a very, very young age that life has no value? It means that people can use people, destroy people, steal from people, kill people, exterminate people, enslave people. This is the mentality that allows societies to engage in slavery. When you believe that life has no value other than what you can gain from it, then you are in a society that will legalize slavery and people will voluntarily submit to government control of their lives. That's what this is all about. Slavery on the people, government control of the lives, and eugenic extermination of people. And the crazy thing is, is that Planned Parenthood has been so successful that so many of the people in society are more than willing to engage in the genocide that governments in the past have been resorted to do on their own through violent actions and force, you teach them from a young age that life has no value, that they're nothing but animals operating on their instincts, then people don't value life and they will exterminate each other and themselves without the, with, without the government and those in power ever having to lift a finger. control of food, and life has no value. People will murder each other for food, or they'll allow themselves to be enslaved for the greater good, because that's what this is all about, right? When life has no value, then what exactly is the definition of the greater good? I want to share something with you. This is something that I've done. Uh, I want to also take you to an action item as we go out today. I'm making this the last thing today because I'm going to ask you to do something. Okay. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to take a stand. I'm going to ask you to, to, to do more than just consume. Okay. So I want you to see this. I want you to see this. There's a pastor who was arrested in Melbourne, Australia, and his crime, inciting church. Now I'm like, yay, the church needs to be incited. But he was not only arrested on Sunday for inciting church, he was refused bail. They are keeping him in jail refusing to allow him to have his free leave until his trial. Murderers get bail. 
child molesters get bail, but a pastor who, quote unquote, incites church does not get bail. Now, before you say, well, this is in America, what can I do? Hello, that's why we had to go. Well, that's why the American believe people believe they had to go to World War II because we said, oh, this is Germany. What's that got to do with me? It's got everything to do with you. Everything. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to go to chrisannhall.com. I'll even put it in here so you don't have to spell it. But I'll spell it out for those of you who are listening. Chris Ann, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. ChrisAnnHall.com. Go to ChrisAnnHall.com. If you go there, it will look like this, either on your mobile or on your laptop. Then you need to scroll down. Look at all those daily journals. Look at that. You can catch up. We are doing today episode 1,328. You can catch up on all the past episodes right there. Now, I digress. ChrisAnnHall.com looks like this. Scroll down. Click this one right here. Protecting Liberty, the Beacon of Hope. America was formed with the understanding that liberty is the possession of all mankind. It's why we wrote in our Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And yes, they meant all of mankind. America was formed with the understanding that the constitutional republic we were creating would be an example to the world as a beacon of liberty. This is what Thomas Jefferson wrote to James Dickinson on March 6, 1801. He said, a just and solid Republican government is maintained here, will be a standing monument and example for the aim and imitation of the people of other countries. I shall have the happiness of living and dying in the contrary hope. Meaning, if we, dis- if we, if we deny this, then guess what? We are denying the hope that we will be a people of worthy, our country worthy of imitation. Worthy of imitation. With these fundamental truths, our legal help ministry, Liberty First Legal, Legal, is often writing legal briefs and educational essays for people around the globe. As many are becoming aware, the excuse of the pandemic shutdown is, is actually a well-coordinated attack on the liberties of the people and most aggressively an attack on the religious liberty of the people. Now, you can offer your disagreement to this statement, but you will be fundamentally and historically wrong and you will not be able to support your disagreement with one shed of truth. A pastor in Melbourne, Australia is being held in custody on criminal charges for inciting church. I hope I don't have to explain the gross error of this so-called criminal charge. I am am sharing with you here at chrisannhall.com an essay that I wrote for the people of Australia to explain to them the fundamental right of religious liberty as established by the nature of our creation and protected by their constitution and their laws. This is not something we need to pass off as someone else's problem. It's an attack on the rights of one group of people as an assault on the liberties of all people. And my hope and desire is that this essay will not only inspire the Australian people to stand in defense of their own rights, but encourage people around the world to educate themselves on their own rights and gain a boldness to stand against this wicked attack before it's too late. Please share far and wide. Please share. Please share. And you can contact 
the city that's holding him in custody and demand his release. And I will help you do that. But that's what I'm asking you. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how the history of the world would have been different if we'd have taken this stand globally before World War II? Can you imagine? People keep telling me it's too late, Chris Ann. There's going to be global war. There's going to be this, that, and the other. Um, Look. You have to work now to stop that from happening. Pike's Peak. You've got to go to chrisannhall.com. Go to chrisannhall.com. Click on the article. It will tell you exactly, exactly how to do this exactly how to do this. I even give you the email. Now, when you go to chrisannhall.com, you have to, uh, for the Den Denong City Council, you will have to uh, copy and paste the email address because I had to put it in there with an extra space because the email address wouldn't let me share it. They have some kind of a firewall protection on it. And every time I shared it uh, without that space, it blocked it. So you're going to have to go in there and push the, you know, remove the space and put it in the way it's supposed to be. But we do have this opportunity, by the way. We do have the opportunity to, to fix this. We have the opportunity to make this right. We have the opportunity to do everything that we can to forego what others are saying are is an inevitability of violence. We don't have to have violence. We can do this. We can do this now. And we can do it peacefully. And we can do it we can do it. So let's band together. Let's make this happen. We can make this happen. That's absolutely right, Brian. Collectively, we are a true force. Thank you, John. Truly, truly appreciate everything that you're doing. Everybody out there who does this. Oh, by the way, When you email, what's interesting is when you email the Australian Human Rights Commission, they will send you back an email explaining to you that they stand for the human rights of Australians in everything except religious liberty. They will send you an email with all the list of things that they stand up for in in, in, uh, uh, human rights. And they'll tell you they don't stand up for religious liberty rights. So there you have it. I don't apologize for sending them emails at all. I don't apologize whatsoever. You need to flood them because if they're going to protect what they interpret human rights to be everything else except religious liberty, then guess what? They deserve to get drowned in emails. And maybe they're going to do something. So thank you guys so much. Bernadette Evans, I'm going to school tonight with Chris Ann Hall. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. How do you go to school tonight with Chris Ann Hall? There's that question. Well, let me show you. You go to libertyfirstuniversity.com. That's what we're here for, to train up and teach you in the way that you should go. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget this action item. Don't forget to get involved, get educated, get organized, get activated. Hey, let me give you one last thing going on here. I'll give you one last little view at all the stuff we're doing in the month of June. Dunedin, Florida, June 5th. Hollis, New Hampshire, June 9th. Gloucester. Ah, 
Gloucester, Mass., June 10th. And then the 18th, the 19th, and the 20th, we will be in Washington State. Go to chrisannhall.com to get the details for all of those things. Thank you so much for joining me today. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality for liberty for all. God bless. Yeah.